BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. The following production is part of the We Be Geeks Podcast Collective. From days long ago, from uncharted regions of the universe, comes a legend. The dream that came through a million years, that lived on through all the tears. It came here, the Fandom Nexus. Fabulous secret powers were revealed to our host as he plugged in his microphone. I have a podcast! Here he is, your Spider-Pan, Jeremy. Yes, hello, it is me. I am back a few days later than I expected to be back, but uh, I am back and with you again to have some more fun here. Uh, It has been a busy time of change for me, for sure. I have mentioned that I uh, got hired on a new position at a television station and I'm making ads, and uh, I've spent uh, the last week adjusting to... uh, to my schedule and uh, you know learning some new skills and some new tricks stuff I hadn't even thought of doing with video editing some really really neat animations that you can do in Premiere Pro if you know how to do it right and stuff you know stuff I would not even thought of that uh, I'm you know I'm learning that I'm expanding my skills I'm going to be becoming better at this job which I'm glad for that because I had some pretty high expectations of me when I came in. Uh, the guy who hired me was a general manager, and he apparently uh, spoke well of me in some meetings. So everybody's really got high expectations of me. So I'm hoping I'm living up to those and fulfilling them and even going beyond them. Uh, so, But it's been kind of a busy first week. I've started up my second week dealing with a few technology issues. But anyways, we're going to have a little bit of fun today. Uh, it's been a couple of weeks, but I did get a chance to see the latest James Bond film, No Time to Die. So we're going to talk about that. There's a lot of fun new trailers going on. And, and heck, there's a lot of Ghostbusters news, really, good, because we're coming up very soon on the new Ghostbusters movies. Plus, Eternals opens up this weekend. So guess what's coming up in the next show? So a little preview. But yeah, Eternals opens up. So I will. Pl- I do plan on getting out there to see that one on its opening weekend. And we'll talk about that one next week. But for this week, like I said, I did see the new James Bond movie, and we got a lot of new trailers to talk about, and a lot of different uh, game news to talk about. But, uh, of course, we always start things off with a little bit of a host chatter. 
I am still watching Star Trek The Next Generation a uh, little bit at a time uh, with my new schedule now. I'm not sitting here staring at a screen necessarily all day, uh, although I'm spending a lot of time staring at screens because I'm editing and working. Uh, but I've been watching Star Trek The Next Generation. Uh, I don't know that this is a common thing. I think this is mainly something that started on The Real Brian Show where they call it Sci-Fi November. And they like to watch sci-fi throughout. Of course, most of us are watching it probably <laughs> throughout the year. But November is like a, a month to focus on some watching some good sci-fi. So I'm continuing to watch the Star Trek The Next Generation. I'm still in the middle of season three. What have I been playing? Well, um, I did wrap up the scare play this weekend. I didn't get a chance to actually finish Resident Evil Code Veronica. I do need to sit down on that. Uh, but I did conclude on saturday the last scare play i uh there was a sale going on i don't know if it's still going on on friday the 13th also the amnesia collection uh so i sat and i played the friday the 13th game which i don't play online uh so that gives me the inability to play as a counselor i have to play as jason and and uh go through challenges and stuff but uh we did that on the last one uh, i'm not even a fan of that franchise but uh, i, I kind of like the aspect of trying to play hide and seek but uh, unfortunately all i can do is be it uh, so <laughs> So I played that on the last one, but other than that, uh, I've been enjoying playing through the Un Uncharted games again because there is a remastered version on PS4, and I just kind of sat, sat down and started playing with the first one, and I'm like, oh man, that was fun, I kind of want to play the second one now. The second one is one of my favorites, other than the fourth one, the fourth one was fantastic, but the second one's got a lot of great uh, scenes and moments that I really enjoy. Uh, so I've been playing through that one here recently, and I guess that's a good way to get prepared for the Uncharted movie, which is coming up. Well, I know we talked about this, you know, last week, I think we had that trailer or it was a couple weeks ago, but we know that's coming up an Uncharted movie. So in preparation, I am playing through the games and they're just, they're great repeat games. <laughs> There's they're one of the few games I've, I've repeated here in, in more recent years. So I've been playing that one, but uh, that's pretty much all I have for, uh, from our host chatter. I'm just going to keep this show rolling. Spanning the Disney and Geek Universe to bring you the best in comics, toys, movies, and entertainment. This is news from around Neverland. Okay, so the first thing I have, and this, uh, this actually started as a video I watched, but uh, sharing the audio of the video wouldn't really do a whole lot of good because you wouldn't be able to see anything, but... Concerned Ape, uh, this is the one-man programmer who created the smash hit Stardew Valley, and has been working on another game called Haunted Chocolatier. Now, when you look at this graphically, it is very, very similar to Stardew Valley, and when I first saw it, I thought maybe it was an expansion on Stardew Valley, but no, this is a completely separate game, and uh, I'm even looking at He's got a website up, hauntedchocolatier.net, and uh, he announced it last week, uh, apparently, or a couple weeks ago, but uh, October 30th, he, uh, this past Saturday, he did uh, put an update on his website. But let me look at the announcement, and this is where I did see the, uh, the video. But uh, he says, after dedicating 10 years of my life to Stardew Valley and counting, the time has finally come to announce my next game. It's called Concerned Apes Haunted Chocolatier. Why chocolate? I'm not sure. It just kind of came to me. I think sometimes the best ideas just appear in a flash instead of being cleverly thought of. That's how I like to work anyway. What's important is the execution. And after 10 years of practice, I feel more confident than ever in being able to bring an idea to life. Regardless, I think a lot of people like chocolate. 
In Stardew Valley, the focus was more humble, living off the land, growing food, and connecting to the people and nature around you. However, with my next game, I wanted to explore more fantastical possibilities, experiences that take you beyond the ordinary. That's where Magical Haunted Ghost Chocolate comes in. Chocolate represents that which is delightful. The Haunted Castle represents the allure of the unknown. The ghosts represent the imprint of the past. All of these things are important. However, don't think for a moment that because this game features ghosts in a haunted castle that it is an evil or negative game. On the contrary, I intend for this game to be positive, uplifting, life-affirming. However, if Stardew Valley mostly channeled the energy of the sun, Haunted Chocolatier channels the energy of the moon, and both are vital. More important than all that, I just want to make a fun game. Now he goes on, uh, continuing to talk about this, and when you look at some of the video, it looks like uh, instead of farming, you're going to be making chocolate, and I guess uh, it looks like you're selling it to ghosts or something. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, a lot of different fun, a lot more action you can have. Uh, now, we got used to, in Stardew Valley, there was like a, a cave or an old mine that you'd go in, and that's where you would have weapons that you would need because you have to fight little monsters and stuff. Uh, well, these little monsters in this game will be able to attack out while you're running around on the land, on the surface. But you also have a shield now that you can use. Uh, but overall, this looks like it has a lot of very similar game mechanics going on. I'm um, not sure when he's going to have this game completed. He is in the process of working on it, and he's got enough of it done where he can actually share uh, this with us, that he is working on it. So there will be more combat. And uh, it's he's right now he's grinding it out. And he does these himself, which you know I'm sure he's got a, a staff by now. I mean he should have made enough money on <laughs> on Stardew Valley that he can hire uh, a staff and with everything to go with him. Uh, but also Guardians of the Galaxy, the new game has been released on uh, various different systems, uh, modern generation and I guess next generation. And I have not gotten a chance to play anything of it, but I've seen some footage and seen some reviews, and it uh, looks like it's gone over very well. Uh, people are saying that it's a lot more expansive and deeper a game than they even expected. But what this game features, of course, is kind of a team-based combat where you can control the team. Very similar to the Final Fantasy VII remake from what it looks like, except for you do have to wait for your teammates' abilities, and then you can command them to do different things. Uh, I don't know if you can necessarily take control of anybody because you know, you're know you just playing a Star-Lord. I don't know if you can switch over to, I'm going to play with this character and fight with this character for a while. I haven't really seen any of that. But you do get to make decisions in dialogue. Um, and even while traversing different environments, you're given options. Do you want to encourage the team or you want to tell them this? You know, you got all these different decisions in dialogue. And I'm kind of wondering what all the different results you can have, that, how it affects the game, you know, as you go. Uh, so, yeah, it's a definitely uh, a deep, rewarding game, and I look forward to one day getting a chance to trying this out. All right, but now let's get into some of this Ghostbusters news. Uh, Ghostbusters designed by HasLab. There's this thing, Pulse, that Hasbro has, and uh, I guess this is where they're focused a lot more on uh, collectors, really. But they have made a, a, well, they're calling it the Ghostbusters Plasma Series Spangler's Proton Pack. And this is a highly detailed replica. Now, it's, it looks like it's been aged up. I, this is, I think, focusing on the new film a bit. Uh, but, it's, oh my goodness, it's got so many lights and features on this thing. I mean, it's, it's a complete realist. I wonder if it's even got some sound effects on this thing. But uh, there's a limit of five per customer, and it says on the website, 
HasbroPulse.com. Have there been any recent reports of odd occurrences in your neighborhood? No, not the guy a few houses down that likes to mow his lawn at 4 a.m. wearing a bathrobe and a pair of two socks pulled up to his knees. That's just your neighbor. And who falls more into the category of something weird that don't look good? Although, who mows a pattern like that into their lawn? Maybe he's trying to open a portal to the other side right there in his front yard. Okay, on second thought, you should probably keep a closer eye on him. You may very well need to call the professionals. The Ghostbusters. Better yet, you could suit up yourself and take matters into your own hands, and we've got exactly what you need to do it. This HasLab begins on October 27th and ends December 12th. If funded, we'll begin shipping in the spring of 2023. So this is a complete replica, and they're fan-funding this thing. I, I guess this works very similar to um, all those different sites where it's, you fund for different projects and stuff, and there's been different games. But this is Hasbro doing it, but I guess they want funding, and I guess they want to know they got enough Backers, well, they've got 6,526 backers at the time that I'm reading this, and they their target is 7,000. However, in the backers, uh, 399.99. Yeah, this is a $400 item. I don't have that kind of money. <laughs> I really don't. I mean, as cool as this is, yeah, I do really no. I can't afford this, and I, I there's no way I would pay to to have some that much. Um, but plenty of people have, clearly. I mean, it is very cool, and I've seen some imagery of the, the kind of hose that goes to your Neutrona wand. Uh, it looks it was very, very cool. But yeah, I just want to announce that it exists, but I know I'm not affording it. But I might be able to afford a popcorn bucket. AMC is going to have an exclusive Ecto-1 popcorn container at AMC's theaters. Now, uh, this is, of course, I you get a large popcorn. It's $34.99 plus tax. But now that seems a lot to pay for popcorn. And a it's basically, it's Ecto-1 that you get your popcorn and You flip the top over and your popcorn, I guess, goes inside. But apparently this lights up. Now, I don't know if this actually makes some sounds. Let me check this here. And yeah, with lights, yeah, it just says, and there's some video below uh, here. I'm looking at GhostbustersNews.com. But you have to exclusively get this at AMC, and I think you have to uh, reserve your tickets ahead of time to pick this up. But $34.99, $35, that's a lot to pay for some popcorn. But uh, it is a really cool, it is more of a replica based off, of, of course, Afterlife, the new film. So you got a very kind of dirty-looking vehicle. Let's see if it, uh, what we got here. Let me, uh, I guess that's the Ghostbusters. I'm not going to play that video. Uh, I thought maybe it was an announcement from AMC, but uh, the product page for the tie-in is now live. Uh, so I think you can order this at AMC as of November 1st. Very neat. I also did see something on Ghostbusters News that the High C Ecto Cooler is back, but uh, they're not planning to make it available in, in stores. Now, when they brought this back out for the 2016 reboot, they were not able to put Slimer on the cover of it because, you know, he was property for the real Ghostbusters animated series and there were some licensing issues. So this time, there's images showing him on the cover of this high C Ecto Cooler. So it's not in store shelves, but it's a strictly promotional item for Ghostbusters Afterlife. Uh, it says Sony Pictures has teamed up with Firefly to advertise with this weekend throughout the streets of New York City and... Basically, they have the high C Ecto Cooler with them. And uh, it's, it's a rotating advertisement. It showcases both the Mini Puffs and what appears to the original box of high C. This is where they go, they're going around, and they have some photos where they are showing the Ecto Cooler. But uh, they 
not putting this in, on store shelves. Expected to be a strictly proportional item. And uh, there's themed events going on. And apparently, if you show up at one of these themed events, you have the opportunity to get it. So uh, let me read this directly from Ghostbusters News. In a surprising twist, you can see the original packaging featuring Slimer has been used, which is something Sony Pictures and Coca-Cola were unable to do back when Coca-Cola returned to store shelves in 2016 for the Ghostbusters reboot. That was due to advertising restrictions pertaining to children. Uh, given these promotional, bo- promotional boxes for Ghostbusters, Afterlife isn't going to be sold, just given away. Slimer has been brought back. Obviously, the story is unfolding, and they'll update more information as it becomes available. But it looks like it is uh, there are going to be certain specific events that you are going to be able to get these giveaways. Uh, I'm going to keep an eye out and try to find out. You know, I actually never had any of the high-sea ectocooler. I have seen some online recipes to try to recreate it. It's very sugary. It's Hy-Vee, after all. So <laughs> um, I don't know that I should be drinking it, after all. Mama, another gator got in the house. Another gator? Give me that sugar. Come here. Get him, Mama. Get that gator. The Neverland Trailer Park. All right, first trailer I have for you. Book of Boba Fett coming to Disney+. Plus. I'm not a bounty hunter. I've heard otherwise. I know that you sit on the throne of your former employer. Jabba ruled with fear. I intend to rule with respect. You were all once captains under Jabba the Hutt. I'm here to make a proposal that's mutually beneficial. Why speak of conflict when cooperation can make us all rich? What prevents us all from killing you? Taking what we want. If you had spoken such insolence to Java, he'd have fed you to his menagerie. Please, speak freely. So here it is the book of Boba Fett will begin streaming December 29th on Disney Plus exclusively. Uh, Book of Boba Fett, a thrilling Star Wars adventure teased in a surprise end credit sequence following the season two finale of The Mandalorian, finds legendary bounty hunter Boba Fett and mercenary Fennec Shand navigating the galaxy's underworld when they return to the sands of Tatooine to stake their claim on the territory once ruled by Jabba the Hutt and his crime syndicate. The Book of Boba Fett stars Tamura Morrison and Ming-Na Wen, John Favreau, Dave Filoni, Robert Rodriguez, Kathleen Kennedy, and Colin Wilson are the executive producers, Karen Gilchrist and Carrie Beck serve as co-executive producers, and John Bartnicki producing and John Hampion as co-producers. Now, of course, the important thing I want to catch out of that is, well, of course, John Favreau has done a splendid job, I think, with The Mandalorian, but Dave Filoni, and when he works on a project like this, uh, it's, it, it, he makes good Star Wars product. And Robert Rodriguez, uh, I believe he's directed a lot of different uh, 
films of it too. I think I didn't he do stuff like Spy Kids and things like that. And is that who I'm thinking of? I don't know. I'd have to look that up. But yes, uh, coming up very very soon. Very very excited for that. Here's something weird. This is an Amazon Prime Video exclusive. I am the biggest asset in the portfolio of the Columbia Broadcasting System. Quiet, please. The biggest asset in the portfolio of Philip Morris Tobacco Westinghouse. Roll sound. Let's do our show. I get paid a fortune to do exactly what I love doing. Um, they got their money's work. Pictures up. I work side by side with my husband, who is genuinely impressed by me. And all I have to do to keep it is kill. Oh. For 36 weeks in a row. Okay, let's go. And then do it again the next year. You know, I did this show so Desi and I could be together. Ladies and gentlemen, enjoy the show. And action. I had no idea it was going to be a hit. Being the Ricardos, written directed by Aaron Sorkin, coming to theaters December 10th, and then on Prime Video December 21st. Now, the, the original buzz I was hearing from this was Nicole Kidman is playing Lucille Ball, and she's absolutely embodied Lucille Ball from what we're seeing of it. Uh, kind of impressive. Uh, so what it says here in description, Lucille Ball, Nicole Kidman, and Desi Arnaz, Javier Bardem, which he's a phenomenal anyway, are threatened by shocking personal accusations, a political smear, and cultural taboos in a, uh, taboos, <laughs> taboos in Academy Award winning writer and director Aaron Sorkin's behind the scenes drama Being the Ricardos, a revealing glimpse of the couple's complex romantic and professional relationship. The film takes audience into the writer's room, onto the soundstage, behind closed doors with, with Ball and Arnez during one critical production week of their groundbreaking sitcom, I Love Lucy. The movie also stars Jake Lacey, J.K. Simmons, Nina Arianda, Tony Hale, and Alia Shawkat. Now, J.K. Simmons is apparently playing the actor who played Fred of Fred and Ethel, you know, the neighbors, which I love that. <laughs> so the cast looks great. Uh, I was a fan of a lot. I Love Lucy. I, I, I do love that show. Uh, I am going to jump something I hadn't planned on talking about, but um, I remember seeing this a few weeks ago. But uh, you've heard the tale of Cyrano de Bergiac, you know, and they've done somewhat modern adaptations. If you saw the film Roxanne with Steve Martin, and they turned it, you know, they kept it with his larger nose that uh, Cyrano was supposed to have, but they kind of modernized it. Uh, but here's Cyrano, and they've taken a concept of instead of having the nose, is that he is a small person, and they have our, you know, one of the best small people actors of our age playing it right now. He's here. Cyrano? Cyrano. Cyrano. Pleasure to meet you, Cyrano de Bergerac. You're a freak. Freak. My dearest friend, I'd be very angry with you if you died. My sole purpose on this earth is to love Roxanne. Does she know? The world will never accept someone like me and a tall, beautiful woman. We have no money. A clever marriage is your only option. I won't be rescued. I'm not in distress. Love, does that mean nothing to you? Children need love. Adults need money. I need something to die for. Write poems. 
hands and cry for and I won't be ashamed I'd give anything for someone to say that they can't live without me and they'll be there forever I have a confession to make I am madly in love perhaps he feels the same but I've never actually spoken to him of your love I think <laughs> He is Christian. Christian Nubelet. He's a new recruit in your regiment. Of course he is. A woman like Roxanne wants wit, romance, poetry. I don't know how to speak romantically. I am a poet. My words upon your lips. I will make you romantic. Will you make me handsome? She loves me! I give anything for someone to say. like you do in your letters. You are a beautiful flower. I am not a flower. I need more. You're in love with her. My fate is to love her from afar. We must let her decide our fate. She must have the choice. All right, so this is coming through MGM, working title, and it says, Experience the greatest love story ever told. Well, that's uh, not actually what we call the greatest love story ever told, uh, but that's what they're that's what they're advertising. But anyways, uh, this is from director Joe Wright, starring Peter Dinklage, like I said, like one of the greatest small actors of our age, Haley Bennett, and Kelvin Harrison Jr. is coming to theaters this December. The soundtrack is available to order right now through Decca Records. Uh, also starring Bashir Saluhudun and Ben Mendelsohn, which uh, we know from Star Wars. Uh, I forgot who, who he played in it. Wasn't he in Rogue One, am I thinking correctly? Ben Mendelsohn? Yes. Uh, so uh, this is coming out very, very soon. I don't have a specific date out here on, uh, the, on the YouTube where the trailer is kept. And, but, I mean... It's a musical version of Cyrano de Bergiac, and they've, you know, of course, changed some things around. Instead of a large nose, they have a for a small person because they had a great actor that could play, a, you know, play that role. As a, and he's a small person, so that's, I, I think it works great. We want to believe in an ordered universe, some grand architecture holding it all together. But alas. After all these years, I finally know the real secret of Grayskull. There is only power. And now, I have the power. This is a new era. As the new sorceress, the bumbling idiocies of the past will no longer be tolerated. The only way we can stop this sorceress is with another sorceress. If we want to live, we're going to have to fight. If I can tap into the power, I can stop her. Soon, all of Eternia will remember this historic moment when Skeletor finally kills Peter! <laughs> <laughs> what are we laughing at? See, the sword is just the conduit. But the spark, that was always me. No. 
By the power of Grayskull! The power is mine alone. Why did it answer his call? Citizens of Eternia, we're in dire need of your help. There is nothing to live for, merely chaos. And to chaos, will we all return? Thank you for being my daughter. Now you need to be something greater. Look at the sky. All hope is gone. Everything will end. Find safe positions. There are no safe positions. Oh, there's one behind me. Masters of the Universe Revelation Part 2. Oh, you guys are in trouble now. And, as expected, November 23rd, by the way, is coming up very, very soon. Adam is not dead. And uh, as we get at the end, Orko is not dead either, which I, you know, pretty much called that. Now, I have seen one person trying to complain that Adam is calling upon the power of Grayskull without the sword. Of course, he's not becoming He-Man. He's becoming what we call a savage He-Man. Uh, so he's got a transformation, but it's not the proper transformation. He doesn't have a proper conduit. He's just getting the power and, uh, missing something, I guess. <laughs> but uh, here it is. The second part of, I've been waiting for this. I enjoyed the first one and I will probably enjoy this one as well. But here's what it says. The War for Eternia culminates in Masters of the Universe Revelation, an innovative end action packed animated series. That picks up where the iconic character left off decades ago. After a cataclysmic battle between He-Man and Skeletor, Eternia is fractured and the Guardians of the Grayskull are scattered. And after decades of secrets tore them apart, it's up to Tila to reunite the broken band of heroes and solve the mystery of the missing sword of power in a race against time to restore Eternia and prevent the end of the universe. Which is pretty much what we had for description last time. Uh, so, they're not really telling us a whole lot in this description, but uh, I'm looking forward to this next chapter in this because I really enjoyed it. I binged it. Uh, November 23rd, coming up very, very soon. There's a lot of stuff to look forward to this month, really. Next on our list. Can I tell you a secret? I'm working with an Avenger. Can I speak to your manager? Didn't realize you were supposed to bring guns. It's almost Christmas. I can't go home until I fix this. Should we be worried? I'll be home for Christmas. I promise. No. Santa, we're out of regular arrows. Oh my God, trick arrows? We're saving the holidays. Marvel Studios Hawkeye. First two episodes streaming November 24th, only on Disney+. Plus. There you go. Thank you, Mr. Announcer. He kind of told you the first two episodes of Hawkeye will be premiering November 24th. So see, we got a lot of fun stuff going on this month. 
Uh, and I, I'm kind of looking forward to that one, uh, see where they're going with that one. I think they're passing on the Hawkeye mantle to his daughter in the core concept of this. Uh, here's something new that I just saw pop out today. Morbius. We finally got a trailer. You need a doctor? I am a doctor. I should have died years ago. People all over the world have my disease. I'm here. To find a cure, we have to push the boundaries, take the risks. If you're gonna run, do it now. Dr. Michael Morbius, you've been missing for two months. When you're a stranger, then you were found on a container ship that washed up off a of Long Island. Faces look ugly when you're alone. What did you do to yourself, Doctor? I wish I knew. I went from dying to being more alive than ever. It worked. Not exactly. I have increased strength and speed and some form of bat radar. What else can I do? There are limits. There has to be. There's something inside of me. To hunt and consume blood. Michael. When you're strange, Can you control it? I don't know. Half the city wants to kill you. We haven't had anything this good since that thing in San Francisco. The other half wants to control you. Hey, uh, Dr. Mike, you and I should stay in touch. I'd do anything to save a life. But I don't know what I'm capable of. You save lives, you don't take them. Are you here to heal the world? Or to destroy it? So this is Morbius coming out in January. And now here's here's some of the fun things. All right, well, let me let me read this uh, description here. So one of Marvel's most compelling and conflicted characters comes to the big screen as Oscar winner Jared Leto transforms into the enigmatic antihero Michael Morbius. Dangerously ill with a rare blood disorder and determined to save others suffering his same fate, Dr. Morbius attempts a desperate gamble. While at first it seems to be a radical success, a darkness inside him is unleashed. Will good override evil, or will Morbius succumb to his mysterious new urges? Now... And I, I want to look back and try to find that screen. Oop, I'm going to have to hit the pause button. But uh, at some point, uh, he's looking at a copy of the Daily Bugle. 
and it says, all right, Dr. Michael Morbius apprehended for vampire murder. Okay. As it went by, I thought it said something about a vampire hunter. And uh, like how I first became, of course, I was familiar with Morbius in the comics, but uh, in the Spider-Man animated series, how I first became acquainted with Blade was in a uh, the storyline where they had Michael Morbius and Blade showed up hunting him as a vampire hunter. But this is a Daily Bugle that looks very much like the Daily Bugle we got used to seeing in the Sam Raimi Spider-Man trilogy. And as many people have noted, you can see in an alleyway or something, there's like a poster of a Sam Raimi style Spider-Man on the wall. So I think this is going to have some ramifications in what I'm going to call the Spider-Verse over there, or the multiverse at least, because uh, this is a Spider-Man villain, but sometimes hero. Uh, Morbius was uh, attempted to focus and uh, feed on only criminals. You know, uh, you know he's he tries to direct himself, but Spider-Man is not down with people killing. You know, that's why one of his villains was actually the Punisher. That's how the, we got the Punisher is as a Spider-Man villain. So. Uh, this uh, looks to be very interesting. The more I'm seeing of it, the more I'm I'm very curious, and I definitely want to check this out. I still probably need to watch those Venom movies, though. <laughs> but here's one we've been hearing about for a long time. Cabin pressurization is underway as we prepare for ignition. Flight recorders are on. T minus five, four. Really, I think this song is going to give me copyright stuff. I can't remember if there was dialogue at the end. To infinity. And... So coming this summer, 2022, to infinity and beyond, this is the origin of Buzz Lightyear, and it's called Lightyear. Uh, June 17th is when this is expected to come out, unless something crazy happens in the world, which seems to be the run of things. So this is Chris Evans lending his voice to Buzz. Any award-winning director and veteran Pixar animator Angus McLean is helming this. Uh, so this this is a Pixar movie, Pixar animated movie, that doesn't quite look like what you would expect. Uh, this is supposed to be as if... You know, there's a real sort of Buzz Lightyear. Now, um, what I wonder is, did, you, did anybody watch that Buzz Lightyear of Star Command animated series? And we have some different characters in there, different aliens, you know, his friends. I wonder if we're going to see some of those characters. I do wonder. I, you know, they didn't show them in this. 
But I, I'm very, very curious if they're going to show up. So now I, I suspect there's kind of mixed reactions. Some people are like, well, I don't know if I really want to see a Buzz Lightyear movie like that. I like him in Toy Story. I like him as a toy, but I'm willing to give this a try. Uh, this looks like it could be fun, but, you know, I would I would be happy for Tim Allen to be voicing Buzz Lightyear once again. But they're trying to make this different. Like this is this is the Buzz Lightyear. Like it's almost like this is an in-universe movie, right? In the Toy Story universe, like this would be the movie you'd see. That maybe the toys would be based off, or maybe the toy was so popular that they decided to make a movie of it, and this would be the movie they made. So I almost wouldn't would wonder if we wouldn't get a little intro at the beginning of maybe Bonnie sitting to watch this movie or something. You know, I don't know, uh, but uh, we'll see. Uh, coming this summer, so and it's Pixar. So uh, honestly, I I have high expectations when Pixar makes it. Oh, Want to see a movie? Yeah. Any good? It was bad. I'm fuzzy on the whole good bad thing. My eyeballs could have been sucked from their sockets. I like it a lot. The best movie ever made. A fandom nexus movie review. All right. So the 25th film in the James Bond series came out a few weeks ago, and Philip and I did manage to get out there and check this out uh, last week. We did. We got out there. I guess last Tuesday. So it's been a week from the time I'm recording this. Uh, this movie got pushed back quite a bit because of the COVID-19 pandemic kind of got in the way of its filming. And so it finally came out and we've waited this for a long time. This is Daniel Craig's, Daniel Craig's final James Bond film that he will be appearing in. Uh, so this we see Madeline Swan witnessing the murder of her mother by, uh, I, it's hard to get his name in the movie, uh, but Liut Safar Safin. Uh, when he was attempting to kill her father, Mr. White, which we've been seeing in the previous Daniel Craig films. The Daniel Craig films have been kind of a self-contained all to themselves. And this does fall right into that category. Uh, so we've got a film, basically, we got uh, Leia Seydoux as Madeline Swan returning, Daniel Craig, of course, as James Bond, Remy Malek as Lucifer Safin, Lashana Lynch as Nomi, Ben Wishaw is returning as Q, Naomi Harris as Eve Moneypenny, another return, Jeffrey Wright returns as Felix Leiter, Christoph Waltz as Ernst Stavro Bolofeld, yes, he does return, and of course, Ray Fiennes as Gareth Mallory, Mallory, pardon me, or also known as M, and a few other different people. Uh, now, I this I found a, a lot easier to follow than Spectre. Spectre gets a little confusing. You're like, wait a minute, what, where did he get these names? What's going on? Uh, so it was much more uh, easier to follow. I, I actually enjoy this a lot better than Spectre. Um, I don't think it's on the level of Skyfall, but this was a very entertaining movie. Um, one thing that's very strange about this movie is you really don't get a villain. I mean, the villain is there. But, you know, in James Bond films, we're used to villains that, you know, they have grand plots of, of doing grandiose evil things uh, to contain some, or obtain some power. This villain, Safin, I mean, he starts out, his, his main goal is he just wants to kill Spectre. And he achieves it. Uh, I don't want to spoil anything, but he does achieve his goal. But then after that, like, well, what does he really want? And we don't get an answer to that until the end. And we hardly even see him. And they've got a great actor to play this villain. But you will hardly see him until we're getting down to, you know, the last, I'd say, half hour. Then he starts to be more prominent. I mean, he makes a, like an occasional appearance. But we, it's like we're dealing with the factors of what he's doing 
what he has done more than we do dealing with him. You know, um, it's like this mystery of chasing down like, oh, somebody's done this. We better figure out who did this. And uh, let's see if we can track down all these clues. And then, oh, look, we're kind of look, there's a villain somewhere in all this. Uh, and that, that was a little bit of a letdown, but yet the movie kind of thrives even without having a good villain in this. Um, it is, uh, it's more of a personal story for, for Bond and, uh, for, um, uh, Madeline, uh, Swan, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's their story. It's, it's a lot of Bond's story as he's getting older. Uh, and, uh, you know, this, it does try to just wrap up everything and we just, you know, the villain feels a little thrown in there and he... He really doesn't have a big plot, other than uh, he just wants to watch the world burn, I guess. His big plan is just kill a bunch of people. And that, that was disappointing to me. It really was. It, was. it was very disappointing as far as villain. But yet I did enjoy this movie. Uh, this was a really pretty good movie. Uh, some good adventures. It, it, it is pretty long. Uh, I think it was about two and a half, more than two and a half hours. I mean, it is a long movie, but they had a lot of things to wrap up, uh, to put everything together and connect everything uh, with the previous films and just put a nice little pin in this and say that is the completion of Daniel Craig's time as James Bond. And this wraps up every storyline that he was involved with. Uh, so I definitely do recommend it. I, I did enjoy it, but uh, I just want to warn you, it's a little different than what you would expect from your average James Bond movie. Let's get you on the way to the 
you chose the wrong side, and now you will pay. The resistance prisoners. You have what I want. You know the location of the secret base, and I will take it from you. We need it on the bridge. Keep the prisoners here. I will return to finish this personally. Now! Down the alarm! All personnel to their stations! Ah. 
I would like to thank Karen Kennedy, Ricky Pope of Christian Nerds Unite, Darren Wilhite of the Wilhite and Wall Show for helping me out with my intro. And also remind you all to visit our website at neverlandpodcast.com where you can find right there in the middle of it uh, my podcast reviews. And this is a company that for a very inexpensive price, if you happen to have a podcast and you want to see your reviews and an email to you, you can for a very reasonable fee, uh, you can, of course, get those sent right to you. I want to remind you, of course, we do have a Facebook page and a Facebook group, Neverland Podcast, and even in groups, Neverland Podcast. You can leave us a voicemail at 816-226-6492. You can join the Neverlanders right on our website, neverlandpodcast.com. Donate through our Patreon, patreon.com slash neverlandpodcast. I'm thinking about doing something kind of special that um, maybe if we hit a certain amount, 
that where we cover all of the, the costs associated with uh, this. Maybe I'll do something crazy like shave my head or something. I don't know. That might not go over well with my new employer. But I'm working on, th- you know, uh, some ideas like that uh, to kind of help encourage some patrons to you know, just help cover the costs on this. I would really appreciate it. It would be great. Uh, but that wraps up our show. And so I just want to remind you to get lost in an adventure.